This episode of the Office Anywhere podcast has got a little bit of grown-up potty mouth language at the beginning of it, so if you've got little ones with you, might be a good idea to hit the pause button and listen to it later or lock them in the soundproof room. Whatever works for you. G'day, it's Peter, and welcome to Office Anywhere, a podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting code on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. Over the last few days, I've been enjoying Mark Manson's latest book. It's called Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. It's a brilliant follow-up to the monstrously successful The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. The Subtle Art was such a good book that I gave copies to a whole bunch of people, including my two teenage daughters, my dad, and even my mum, who never utters the word fuck. Well, I think maybe she has once when she got divorced. Anyway, in Mark's latest book, he talks about the centuries-old battle between what he calls the thinking brain and the feeling brain, culminating in what he calls the classic assumption, that logic and reason via the thinking brain are supposed to be sufficient to mitigate our urges and do what we know is right, But that unfortunately leads to what he calls the uncomfortable truth, that it doesn't work. So when I tried and failed to leap out of bed this morning, I knew my feeling brain was running the show. No surprise, you say. But on mornings like this, recognizing that logic and reason don't work isn't enough to change how I feel about it. It's not enough to know that it's my feeling brain taking over. Knowing that my feeling brain enjoys ruining my best laid plans doesn't really help. What's actually needed, I'm learning, is to coax my feeling brain rather than preach to it. How do you get an eight-year-old kid to want to do household chores? Well, I happen to know the answer to this because I have one called Tommy, and I'm pleased to report that he's now in charge of our laundry. He washes, hangs, and folds it all. But how do we do it? Well, we made it appealing enough that he chose to do it. We appealed to his feeling brain. We told him that it was a big responsibility, that it required special skills, and that it was a very important job in the family. And we also agreed to pay him a regular salary for doing it. Okay, so we paid a kid to do a job we hate doing ourselves. Nothing new there. But what's the takeaway? Well, we knew what appealed to his feeling brain, responsibility, teamwork, and money, and so we leveraged them. But getting back to my problem, My feeling brain decided this morning that staying in bed was more desirable than getting out of it. Nothing outside my warm, fluffy doona held sufficient sway to get me out of bed. And if I'm honest, and I am, it's been this way for a while. Now, this doesn't make any sense to my thinking brain because I have a wonderful life with plenty of autonomy, interesting work, and a family that I love. I have no reason to be miserable. But there's that word again, reason. How frequently we vest our hopes in that word. So there isn't a logical reason for my malady, but gloriously, it proves an important point. The point it proves is it doesn't so much matter what we're doing, but how we feel about what we're doing. An Iranian immigrant named Sam owns my local milk bar, or deli or drugstore, depending on where you live. He's a really lovely man, softly spoken, light of touch, and always greets me by name. He's ably assisted by his two sons who keep the store in impeccable order. It's seriously the neatest milk bar I've ever seen in my life. Every kombucha can, Heinz tin and vanilla essence bottle is perfectly aligned, label out. I told his eldest son the other day that he was the happiest store attendant I've ever met. I've been visiting that store every couple of days for five years, so it's been a very lengthy study. 
He told me that he used to hate working in the store, that he wanted to do his own thing. But over time, he managed to find joy in the simplest things, which probably explains the neatly aligned shelf stock. In the end, he said, I decided to enjoy my work, and now I love it. This was a profound statement. I mean, I already knew it was true, having decided myself to be happy in the face of abject hopelessness a few times before, but to hear it from him drove it home again. So I sat on the edge of the bed this morning, and I remembered Sam's son. I remembered that there are really only two things that I can do to be happy. One is to find what isn't working in my life and change it. And I've already done plenty of that over the years. I'll give you some examples. My marriage was an unstoppable, slow-moving train wreck. So I got off the train before it crashed. I hated commuting every day and working in an office. So I arranged to start working from home. And I've done that for 20-odd years. Um, I wanted to give my kids all the time they needed with me. So I chose flexibility over the traditional corporate track. And after losing everything, I vowed to clear out my debts and never borrow for depreciating assets again. And they're not assets, they're liabilities if they depreciate. Another big one was that email was killing my productivity. So I made a decision to disable all the alerts to get rid of the auto checking. And now I only check it three times a day. And I've been doing that for, God, it must be a couple of years now. Um, Another thing I became tired of stupidly expensive maintenance costs on my cars, so I ditched my Mercedes-Benzes and bought a couple of Japanese cars. And finally, I wanted to build something that helped people, something that was 100% mine. So I started a blog called Midlife Tribe, and then that led on to this blog, Office Anywhere. So all these decisions, and a few others, improved my life in measurable ways. They fixed what wasn't working, and they allowed me to do things that matter to me, like walking my son to and from school every day. I recommend giving your own life some honest poking around to see what you can do too. You might be surprised just how many things you can change. So after sitting on the edge of my bed, ruminating on that list of pluses in my life, I was left with just the second thing, which was to decide to enjoy where I was. I mean, after all, everything I'd done and not done had led me to that very moment. It couldn't, after all, be any other way. Our greatest asset the ability to ponder our past and our future and shape our future, can also be a villain. Each time we adjust to accept and then expect our current reality, we soon become dissatisfied again. We fear the loss of what we have while simultaneously longing for even more. I believe the cure to all this is very simple. It's two options. You either find something about the present that you can enjoy After all, it's probably an improvement over the past, and in many cases, the life you live now contains elements that you wished for sometime in the past. Or, number two, start making plans to change a couple of things, and then take pleasure in knowing that you're on the path that you seek to travel, no matter how long it takes to get there, just knowing that you're making changes and heading in the direction that you want to go, and making the changes happen that you seek to to have happen, is enough to make you happy in most cases. Both options, conveniently, require exactly the same thing, deciding. Anyway, that's enough from me for this week. Thanks for hanging out with me again. You'll find the blog post that goes along with this episode at officeanywhere.co slash 80. That's eight zero. so this is the 80th episode. And until next week, here's to working and living on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya.